Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hangout podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condover Kate. I'm joined by my regular co host, Mr. Mr. Ben Arrington. And today we have a super special, extra special guest, a certain Mr. John said, introduce yourself. Yeah, it's uh, Jed Shepherd. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for asking me on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it seems like you've been on a lot of podcasts. I have been on every podcast, <laughs> yes, every that. single podcast, um, for host, and also like now it's kind of starting up again for my new project, Ghosts, um, yeah. which is a video game. So yeah, it's also on again. But now I've got as well as the film stuff, all of the video game kind of press coming yeah. coming to me as well. So uh, it's it's good though. It's fun. It's it's good to be wanted. So everybody <laughs> bio here. To you. Yeah. <laughs> Jed Shepherd is the writer, exec producer of Host 2020 Zoom Call, Horror Hit, and Upcoming Films from Blumhouse. He's also the writer, director of the upcoming real time FMV game Ghosts. FMV yes. stands for Full Motion Video. I, yeah, I would have said it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me a second. I thought I'd, I'd think about that whole. Uh, Full motion I mean... video games, like, there aren't many, like, modern ones at all. Are there any? Obviously, Ghosts, but. There's a there's a couple that have been released actually by British companies in the last few years, but they're they are, I mean they're fine they're fine. It's just I want to do a scary one. That that's my thing. Uh, I I used to lo- love those games from the nineties. Those um, Sega CD games. Um, yeah, yeah. I just thought, okay. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna do something uh, like that, I want to make it make it my way. And I'm always trying to do things that. Are a little bit off kilter and a bit weirder, and and not what people expect. No one thought I'd I'd make a a live action video game, so I thought I'd, I'd try my luck. Never making a video game before, but yeah. <laughs> oh, very very exciting. Just jump in, uh, yeah. So it's the same same team of actors from Host as well, isn't it? 
It is, yeah. Haley, Regina, Caroline, Gemma, and Emma. Amazing. I've got to admit, I don't think I've. Uh, so the, the references here are Night Trap, Phantasmagoria, and Seventh Guest. I don't think I ever played them. I don't know if I just didn't have. I mean, I never got around to it. Am I missing like something quite special there, do you think? I think. I don't think you're missing too much, to be quite honest. Um, they are interesting games historically but they're not the mm-hmm. best most playable games right. um, and they kind of were weren't executed in the best way they were they weren't written by horror writers they were written more by like a game games company so yeah uh, was night trap like ridiculously censored as well to a degree where yeah silly silly fit if, if i remember right i don't know if i've played it but i think i've seen a lot of the footage mm. uh is this where oh, I'm going to get it totally wrong? But what are the weird like guns or sucky things? Is there something like that? Yeah, there are. It's basically about a group of teenagers, even though they're they're probably in their late twenties to thirties, um, in a house that's been invaded, um, oh, and it's, yeah, that's right. it, it ends up these things that are invading are actually vampires. Uh, it's very strange. So uh, the sucker things that go on the neck are like they couldn't actually show fangs going into skin or blood or anything could they yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff that you were promised like like people believe that there was nudity in the game that's why it was kind of popular and and, and also banned uh, but there isn't anything like that it's, it's very 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 tame um mm. who started yeah. that rumor then it was like <laughs> it was obviously the game company people. That started yeah that rumor. exactly <laughs> I think if you if you uh, have a live action game, especially back in the days when there weren't too many live action games, because you didn't think it was possible in those systems, you would get like sixteen bit games, and all of a sudden something's coming along like live action is is very strange. Um, so yeah, it's just part of the marketing really, and uh, it's it's cool. And like now, I think technology is a little bit better, and no one's really done it. And I was just like, well, why has no one done it? Like really missing a trick so so one very unique thing about the game as well is that it can only be played at 10 p.m is that is that like on the release day is that correct or is that just correct yeah yes correct so it's like because the conceit is you're the producer of a of a tv show that's going out live so i want to put the player in the position of that producer like it the shit your show starts at 10 p.m you have to be ready at 10 p.m uh, because it's live, you can't pause it because it's a live show. So it really puts you in the position of this overworked, underpaid uh, producer who has to make sure everything goes right for this TV show. Like um, uh, One Cut of the Dead, where he has that sort of slot and he has to make everything work. Yeah, except for if you could only watch One Cut of the Dead at 10pm every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's really like in, in the game, like it's live, but in real life it's live as well. And it's an event game, so people around the country will be playing it at the exact same time. So cool. everyone's discovering things roughly at the same time, so no one can kind of spoil it for you. Yeah. Um, on that day, at least, anyway. So, yeah, it's, it's just an interesting experiment, and just like with Host, I think... It came out of nowhere and um, like took over the world. One so of the... you're saying you weren't planning on making like the biggest movie of the internet <laughs> in 2020? It wasn't um, on the to-do list. Just, just got lucky. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's strange. And and, it, and again, the games world is quite hard to penetrate. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm not, and I obviously didn't study uh, to be a game designer or a game maker. So um, I am just doing what I believe should be in a game, and I'm just making it as scary as possible. I'm thinking about the horror fans more than the gaming fans, because yeah. um, I want people to be genuinely scared of this, um, and they will be. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm back to it. I think Ben has. Um, oh. How can people uh, do it? Just go to Kickstarter and search. Ghosts, or? Yeah, or follow me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, and it's my pinned yeah. tweets. Uh, if you go along that particular thread, you find it. But yeah, it's um, it's we're only at the start of it. We're only five days in, I think. And um, yeah, it's doing really well. So uh, if we keep this trajectory up, we're going to do very well. So fingers crossed. Very yeah. exciting, man. Very exciting. So also, monsters by uh, Trevor Henderson and the Jim Henson Creature Shop, which. Yeah. Is it is there is there much you can tell us about that? Because I know we've I've seen the long lady, uh, yeah, mentioned on Twitter quite a lot. Well, it's just like because I'm writing, and producing, and directing this, I just thought, okay, what are just the coolest things I could possibly have in this game? So I, I just got together just everyone who 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 I love and um, who I think are cool. So if you want to go to a to a someone to design a creature and you go to the, the number one creature person on the internet right now which is trevor henderson the creator of siren head um there isn't there is nobody else literally nobody else so went to him said i explained to him the long lady and the mythology behind her and he came up with various different versions and i picked the right one and uh then i convinced jim henson's creature shop to to make it <laughs> I like how casually you say that. Yeah, it's a dream come true, really. So it's a really dream come true. And like, who else is the best at like building building creatures? And and as them, also going to mention Twitter again. But as I can see from Twitter, you're a huge fan of labyrinths. So getting the Jim Henson Creature Shop involved must have been like a dream come true, right? Wearing a oh wait, there we go. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh no, it's yes. it's a it's a it's a big dream come true. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And like. I'm almost, I'm almost, for, I almost forget that, like, that all this cool stuff that's happening, um, because I'm just so busy. But the, um, yeah, just having them involved is just incredible, and um, yeah, it's not the last collaboration you'll see from me and them. That's all, all I can say about that. But um, Labyrinth be... two, <laughs> they've already, that's already in the works. Um, Labyrinth two, apparently. So, oh, uh, right, okay, I've read some yeah. of the graphic novels. Um, nice, yes, yeah, which are really good, actually, really good. Yeah, yeah, I've really, really enjoyed them. Labyrinth too. Uh, I don't know much about that actually, but I'll, I'll have Is a little it, look afterwards. It's been announced that uh, Scott Derrickson's directing. That's all that's been. That's announced. right. Yeah, I think oh, I've heard cool. that. That's a good choice. I think. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Is, he, is uh, Mr. Robert Cargill writing it? Do we know? Uh, Labyrinth two. No, he isn't. No, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it's someone else. Cool. <laughs> Oh, uh, so, I mean, uh, we'd ask you about your, your Blumhouse stuff, but I'm guessing you can't go into too much detail. But I did want to bring up Clubhouse because I kind of, um, I didn't know too much about it. It's a new sort of social media app. You saw you tweet something about Joe Latrudio, who's oh, one yeah, of my yeah. favorite people uh, <laughs> on the planet. So I jumped on it. It's really cool. It's like, um, I guess it's like a podcast in real time, in a way. Yeah, I was, I joined it the um, start of February and it was that was kind of January and February was the time when everyone started to kind of join it really. Um and it's only on iOS at the moment. 
and yeah, it's just like a thousand podcasts happening at once. And you, you just have to find the right room for your particular like uh, interests and uh, and the way you go. But when I first joined, there wasn't really a horror community. It was all they're all spread out, and you go to a film room and they'd be talking about films. But I just thought there's, there isn't a clubhouse specifically for horror. So and I realized that so I just created the horror clubhouse like literally I own that clubhouse and then yeah just people flocked so um you can create rooms under the horror banner and every week on Thursdays we have a clubhouse of horror room where I have like the the coolest people in horror come on like every single like my co-host is Barbara Crampton um so which is which is handy <laughs> <laughs> so Every single week, yeah. Every single week, she just she just co-hosted with me, which was really really cool. Um, along with uh, Kimmy from a podcast called uh, Nightmare on Film Street, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, it's really cool. And like, yeah, literally every week, like some other regulars are um, Kelly Maroney, Catherine Mary Stewart from uh, Night of the Comet, um, and also that means that that's a chopping mall reunion with with Kelly and Barbara there. Um, Bonnie Ahrens, who is the nun, the real the nun from the nun movie. Oh, yeah. oh cool. Yeah. She's there every week. Um, Gigi Saul Guerrero, who's just finished doing a Blumhouse movie. Who else? Just just anyone you can think of. Oh, Fangoria there every week. Um, nearly all of their staff are just in that room. Um, who else? Then you've got um, bah, 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 bah. Blumhouse. Some people from Blumhouse are there um, every week. Yeah, it's just, it's just. This the access, the access so you is can, unbelievable. You can, tune, you can just tune in and listen. Yeah, is that correct? You can tune in and listen, or you can put your hand up and come up on stage. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy. So you, you you can just talk to. It's like being at Comic Con, but you can also get on stage yourself if you want to. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Which everyone's always wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, that's that does sound great. So it's an app. So if if anyone's interested in that, it's a, a app on iOS you can download and yeah. Um and just just horror is that right? Just horror in, in Clubhouse is that is that no what... just 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 my Clubhouse is all about horror. But is any subject. Oh yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, it's on there. But yeah, it must specific to horror. There are other horror Clubhouses as well that have sprung up, um, but they're more like specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're different. That's all I'd say. They're different. <laughs> they're different. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. My one gets the tax stars. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, I don't know how much more drilling we want to do to Jed. I hope you don't mind us drilling you there. No, no, got no, you're full of cool, cool stuff that we want to hear more about. So, yeah. I'll, I'll go away. Um, uh, so, I guess, I mean, has anybody seen any sort of cool horror news or anything? I mean, the thing that I just saw before we jumped on. Was a trailer for Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead? Did you oh, see it? Yet. No, I know that came up today. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Any it's good? like oh. the best trailer, <laughs> one of the best trailers I've ever seen. Um, it is, it, is, it looks really fun, it's super fun. Uh, it, does look, it. it does look really fun. I think Luke, you did a little critique I saw, which was basically saying it hits all the beats of what a modern movie trailer, yeah, not sh- necessarily should do, but what a modern. Well, it's almost like uh, the person uh, so who starts it with a light AI. It's so on point. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So, like machine guns match into drums and like uh, titles. Uh, lighthearted song gets angry and then gets lighthearted again. Uh, but yeah, Dave Batista, I'm absolutely, oh, nice. I love, 
I love the man. So I'm yeah. so hyped to see him in this. And obviously Dawn of the Dead re- remake, which we covered only a few weeks ago. Um, so we've watched that. Zack Snyder doing zombies is always a good time. Well, it was a good time that time. So yeah. uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, and, and there was a bit of a Ghost of Marzi sort of vibe to it. I noticed it. Uh, I think it was quite surprising. There sure um, was. There sure was. I mean, if you want to avoid the trailer, because there's probably like a few key m- parts of it which make it kind of unique in terms of being a zombie movie. So mm-hmm. if any fans of zombie movies want to avoid it, because in the trailer it does kind of give a few things away. Uh, but yeah, it looks great. And it's like a zombie apocalypse where the zombie apocalypse is contained as well, not just like taking over the whole world. It's contained in Las Vegas. So again, a really great concept, and I'm really interested to see how it how it comes out. So that's out on May the 21st on, yeah. on Netflix as well. Sweet. So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, is there even news popping up, Ben? Very excited. A uh, couple of news bits. I did want to mention this, um, especially with Jed on the show, <laughs> is that WrestleMania happened the weekend just gone. Don't know if either of you have seen any of it. Because obviously I don't want to hit hit spoilers, but I know that Jed um, has got some thoughts regarding a certain character called the Fiend, who got an inclusion at WrestleMania, and Tom Savini did some more um, stuff with with masks and effects um, at the show. And I know you were interested before because you mentioned you wanted to write like an arc for the Fiend. And you had some yeah, thoughts well, regarding that, and he's been away for a while, and and now he's sort of come back. It's just funny. It's just funny when when host came out, the all of these professional wrestlers just just DM'd me. Like literally, all of them were just like, "Hey, have you watched host?" And uh, we're, we're big fans of yours. And I'm like, "What?" And wow. uh, yeah, the, the the fiend was uh, one of the big ones who just like, "I'm telling everyone about it. I've told everyone about it. We need to work together." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. Okay." Like, and like, I I was only kind of. I watch wrestling sometimes, but like not a lot. But like after speaking to the fiend, like uh, it, it made me, it so, made me kind of like watch it a little bit. Yeah. So Bray DM'd you. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh, not just man. what. Like, <laughs> all the time, all the time. And no, like, this I'm, is I'm, cool. This is I'm, cool. Ma- I'm mates with a whole bunch of them now, and like not just not just in WWE in in other rest because for some reason, like wrestlers love hosts, like all of them, like. Um, and, and AEW as well. Some of those wrestlers from from that federation, um, it's crazy. And I'd I'd lo- I'd love the stuff that they do when they try and do horror stuff as well. It just yeah. it's just really interesting to me. Um, so yeah, I, I would write like a storyline for multiple characters and like weird weird stuff, and obviously um, for specific horror characters as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, at WrestleMania the past weekend, um, it was kind of the end of a a feud between um, Bray Wyatt's The Fiend and Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss played a big part and they had like a huge um, like Jack in the Box outside the ring I didn't even Uh, know this, okay that's cool (laughs) okay, (laughs) I I won't spoil any results but uh, there's a particular moment of Alexa Bliss where she goes through a transformation of sorts. Oh, does she turn Uh, into a puppet? Does she do the puppet? She doesn't turn into a puppet. Oh, okay uh, right there is there is like a puppet on Monday Night Raw like last night, right? Okay. She, so it seems like they're still going to continue with this. It was almost like I don't know if you guys saw the fiend um, a couple when he when he returned and he looked super like a, a horror character, even more so than usual. Like he was all burnt and disfigured with the mask on. 
Yeah. Uh, he, oh yeah. yeah. Tell me about that. He was telling me about yeah, but I haven't actually watched um, his return. But he he was telling me about what he was going to do. Oh, this um, is sick. Because <laughs> yeah. he's quite he's he's quite he doesn't post all that much on social media. Uh, he's not got a huge social media presence, so that's really cool to know that he's reached out to you. Oh yeah, he's got a lot of followers though. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I I just mean in terms of he's not very open and he's not. Very, it's not like a lot of wrestlers will just completely forget kayfabe and be like themselves. Yeah. On on Twitter, where it seems like he is quite sort of reserved in terms of that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he like he um he's just a big fan of horror movies in general, and he tries to bring some of that love in into his character. Um, yeah. Well, the fact that he pretty much like reinvented himself. Yeah. Um, which is like super, super exciting. But I thought I'd mention that just because of the fact that Tom Savini and his team were involved again, bringing all this like, stuff. It's just super cool that they can do that for like the biggest night of sports entertainment yeah. uh, of the year. Yeah, like um, I'm just I'm just looking back at like some of the conversations that me and Bray have had, and he's uh, he's re- he, he done a list. <laughs> it, it gave me a list of uh, his favorite fan footage movies, and he. Rated it from zero to five. Uh, like it's, he's a, just a massive fan footage fan. Uh, like have, massive. Have you ever thought about trying to get Bray Wyatt on, uh, on no. a podcast or on Clubhouse? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, to be honest, it's quite hard to get people on Clubhouse just because it's a whole deal. You have to download a, an app mm-hmm. and then. Uh, okay. Um, and and also like if you're a if you're famous, to do it like a talk like that. It's, most of the times you get paid, so like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of sometimes why these why these people might w- not might not want to do it. But um, but yeah, like uh, I can see the last conversation I had with him, he was just like, um, he, yeah, he was just really pushing for me with WWE to to um to get them to uh to let me write some stuff in. Oh my god, that would Sorry. be absolutely <laughs> outstanding. And I'd never stop DMing you. <laughs> I'd be DMing you every, every second. That's cool. I mean, I wanted to bring it up because I saw you'd mentioned The Fiend a few times, but I had absolutely yeah, yeah. no idea that you guys were were talking like that. So that is amazing. Not just him. Like, lots lots of wrestlers. Uh, like Again, I just I don't know why this little British movie went so big and, and, and just... Like for some reason, just wrestlers love it. Like it's crazy because it's not like it's a gory movie or anything. But like, it's just Bray. Bray was one of the ones who's like spread the word mm. um, the most. I think mm. among the community. Yeah. <clears throat> well, obviously in WWE, there's always been like a horror element to it with various characters throughout the years. So yeah. if you write um, yourself onto the stage, into the ring. <laughs> I do that. Vince McMahon. First, that's the first thing character. you're gonna have to do. I would might be the ma- being like coming out as a Paul Bearer type person, like a like a manager. Just be like, oh, yeah. Bray. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, that really yeah. would be great. Uh, yeah, massive fan of uh, Bray Wyatt the Fiend. Big fan of guys like Alistair Black as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got like sort of that uh, sort of horror persona as well, sort of cult leader, a cult. Uh, imagery and stuff so yeah that is uh that's super cool it's yeah. been a great episode so far <laughs> <laughs> this is, it really has uh what else in terms of news that i've seen this week i saw that great the grady hendrix novel my best friend's exorcism is oh, getting yeah. a movie movie yeah. adaptation with elsie fisher starring she's in a movie called eighth grade very cool which who directed eighth grade eighth grade bill Bur- bill burnham 
Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. That's right. Yeah, I knew, I knew. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, that guy. That's insane. Nice, yeah. uh, I've, so, I've yeah. interviewed uh, Grady Hendrix weirdly at Comic Con like a like a couple of times because um, I I host stages at Sick. London Comic Con and yeah yeah Grady Grady's really really cool and like he's had a bunch of his books turned into into yeah. feature films now yeah so are they making yeah, a feature like, film what what's the one he did which is like looks like a IKEA catalog Horus Horus that's right yeah he had a film that he he's just written direct <clears throat> films as well hasn't he he's not just written uh, books there was that. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. It's like Satanic a... Panic. He he wrote Satanic yeah. Panic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. So this is uh, it's been directed by Damon Thomas, who directed Penny Dreadful. Um, oh. And yeah, apart from that, I think it's just yeah, just being made into a feature with a script written by Jenna Lamia, who's also an associate producer. So that that'd be exciting. And I really love the book. It's the only Grady Hendrix book I've read actually. So I would like to pick wow. up the other ones. Uh, but yeah, I think that would be awesome. That would make a great movie. Uh, the only other bit of horror news that I highlighted here was that <clears throat> the fourth movie in the Purge franchise, the Forever Purge, is going to be released in July. Um, I've never actually seen any of those, any of these, sorry, but oh, I thought really? I'd mention You've you never seen any, any I've never seen any of, I know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Blind Spot. They're great. They, they are great. Like, um, well, especially the first, the first one, at least. Um, and they they did a TV show that was that was decent as well. Um, mm. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good, and and I think it's quite lucrative for for Blumhouse, so they just keep pumping them out. <laughs> yeah, 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 they always seem yeah. to do really well, like really popular. And uh, so was it the fourth the fourth movie? Maybe I'll check some of them out then. If some more of them are, of, I'm sure some of them are on Netflix, aren't they? We should yeah. do the first one at some point on the podcast. <laughs> it'd be worth it'd be worth watching. Yeah, it's yeah, good. exactly. Uh, but that's all I've got for horror news. Is there anything in particular that's being released this year that you're excited for, Jed? Uh, um, yeah, there's a film uh, by a, a writer director called Josh Rubin called Werewolves oh, Within. Yeah, I uh, love Scaremies. Yeah, Kevin the Troll is one yes, of my favourite recent like horror creation. <laughs> yeah, jo- Josh is is the best. Like he's become a mate over since like like for the last like six months like really really cool um he has he's just got some skills man he's just the nicest guy uh so yeah so i can't wait for werewolves within and like he's really he mentions it on twitter quite a lot but he really wants to reboot dark man and uh oh yes like 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 a lot of people do but like he like i but every time i speak to him i'm just like uh josh you need to like definitely do not as a joke just do dark man um, but obviously, you need Sam Raimi's permission, so I'm trying to put a good word in for him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, so you, I suppose you can't tell us anything about the Sam Raimi project. Can you tell us? Just, just that um, we've been working on it for a long time, like way, way before Host. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just very, very, very cool, fun, exciting. Feels like a Sam Raimi film. Um, but yeah, he, so he saw salt. He and... saw salt, yeah. Yeah. And he wanted he basically wanted a feature length version of salt. Um but we had another idea for, for him specifically, so we um we came up with this idea and he loved it and and yeah, we're making it. And I I hope hopefully we start it 
at the end of this year. That that's my hope. Um, that's what everyone wants to do. So hopefully it, it pans out that way. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, that's that's super super exciting. I suppose, yeah. I suppose he's <clears throat> is he doing he's doing Doctor Strange right now, isn't he? He's doing Doctor right Strange right now. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but like he he's been great and like all through lockdown we've been like zooming and just just being able to like speak to Sam Raimi all the time has been like incredible incredible and they like his love for horror movies is still like it still feels like he probably the first day when he first day when he did Evil Dead like he's probably still exactly the exact same person now he hasn't changed he still gets excited by like fun horror set pieces and like he giggles like a like a kid when like something funny or gross happens like he's just really cool really inspirational so and he's like my favorite director as well so it's it's really cool to be able to work with him and and um just yeah it's i'm obviously being from the uk it's actually really rare like you you never really hear of british filmmakers getting to like do stuff with sam raimi so um I mean, actually, tell a lie. There's been a couple recently, but um, but yeah, it's it's kind of rare, and it's like it feels like a pipe dream, but like mm. it's luckily happening. Yeah, I'm also like really really excited to see Sam Raimi working within the Marvel universe. Like, I'm so excited to see what he brings to that uh, to like that strange movie. Oh, it's it's going to be the best. It's going to be the absolute best, and the things that have leaked out from it. And obviously, of course, I like quizzed him about it, and like. <laughs> But then, like, because, like, he's so excited, like, he starts to tell, and he's like, no, no, I can't say. Like, <laughs> but, like, well, obviously, like, the first thing I asked him is, is, like, Sam, you are putting Bruce Campbell in it, and you are putting Bruce in it. You are doing an Evil Dead crossover thing with it, aren't you? He's like, oh, I can't say, I can't say. And then Bruce Cra- Campbell yeah. a couple of weeks ago yeah. announced. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Um, it's, of course, but of course he was going to do that, of course. Um, so, uh, it's it's... To me, it's already going to be my favorite Marvel movie. I can tell just because just Sam will just make it so much fun and, um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, that is pretty much all I've got for horror news this week. So, has anyone been watching anything over the last seven days? If you've had time, Jed, uh... <laughs> should I tell you what I watch? A lot of, and I have absolutely no idea why, and I'm kind of obsessed. I watch, I guess it's, well, it's definitely not horror, but it's Ink Master. Do you ever watch Ink Master? Oh, the, yeah, the, Ink Master. The, 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 the tattoo reality show. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, for some reason, I'm obsessed with that. Dave, just, Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and well, I, I've, I've never had a tattoo, so I'm no tattoo expert, but now... I'm such an expert in tattoos. Like, like I can see a tattoo and I'll know exactly what's wrong with it. And I'm just like, oh, line work, <laughs> line work's bad there. Oh, the the, the color yeah. is bad there. Tattoo um, snob. I'm yeah. the same with uh, like drag race makeup jobs. I can oh, tell yeah. now exactly what's a good <laughs> what's a good yeah. outfit and what's not. Oh yeah, all that yeah. lip sync didn't go quite right. Well, the <laughs> yeah. shape of those eyebrows is completely. Complete. Yeah, <laughs> she needs to beat it. Needs to beat that face. Exactly. Oh, that that tuck wasn't quite. Wasn't quite. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that. For some reason, reality shows is a real good good palate cleanser when you. Yeah. After doing like writing horror or something like, it's good to just do something. We'll have something on in the background that's kind of like, insane. Yeah. 
I definitely agree. I think you need something like that going on all the yeah. time, whether you just to cleanse the palate and just to just some sometimes just have something on in the background, isn't it, that you're not particularly. Yeah. Ink masters and Ink masters and um, drag race—they're just like fun, like 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 just like popcorn, basically. Yeah. Well, if you've got that, mine is um, Catfish. MTV's Catfish. Oh, Catfish is great. So yeah, this is, is, I've already seen every single episode of Catfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have as well. Yeah. It's like, if you want, if you have MTV, it's just like on all the time. Yeah. It's just a drama. I just live for it. I live for the drama. Even when it doesn't be, it's not a very interesting story. I'm just still there. And my heart is pounding at yeah. the reveal every single time, no matter what. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Cammy. Yeah, I love it when it's a reveal and it's just like a, a, bolshy guy he's just like i don't care if i've catfished you yeah fell for my trick and that's he turns like... up... a guy oh, like that turns up like once every four or five episodes yeah, like, what's yeah. going on what was um, there was like a really crazy guy who who was was trying to catch he was catfishing that this other guy and then it turned out that he was doing it on purpose or something but then he's then the host said what well, do you fancy him and he goes well i guess i must do <laughs> like you so <laughs> Sort of his whole reasoning was sort of melting in real yeah. time. Well, they they had one where it was um, a guy was catfishing another guy, pretend to be a girl, and then in like the next series, that catfish was being catfished himself by someone I else. When they pop, I love it when they <laughs> pop up again. Yeah. Sometimes the same catfish pops up for a different person. That yeah. is mad. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I love it. That um yeah and i kind of and i kind of wasn't sure it was going to work like on zoom i was a bit like oh, i don't know if this is going to kind of it was a new series what... on zoom. i never knew that yeah yeah well yeah. sort of like in the middle whatever the last series was sort of in right in the middle of it they did like a big chunk just all on zoom um uh... but it, it 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 definitely worked especially when you're waiting for the catfish to pop to like appear in the call yeah and then it goes to obviously it goes to an advert just as they do, and it's like yeah. ah, God! <laughs> Shit. Uh, oh, in, in, like in terms of horror, I've been watching um, uh, M Night's uh, server uh, on Apple TV. Is it good? Oh uh, yeah, it's I like it, but I just I just like being in that world they've created. But like it read it's really uh, real slow burn. Mm-hmm. It's and it's, they're only twenty minute. 20 22 minute episodes so they're really quick but um it's real slow it's really really slow and like it's like two seasons in now and it's barely anything's happened but i do like being in that world those characters are interesting it's weird um, that? is it domino gleason is he is no uh, no rupert grint rupert grint's in it he's oh, very right. i'm just I've just gone it's for it. Some reason said his, his Harry Potter character name instead. Rupert Grint. That's not a real name, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. He he just plays like a weirdly like a, like a grizzled like mis- miserable guy, and uh, he does it really well. Just he does yeah. it really well. He's an alcoholic. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. And then what else do I watch? Oh, that, that's about it, I think. It's reality shows and, and servant. Really? That's all you need. Yeah. 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 It's pretty much all you need. Yeah. Uh, it's already got one mention on this podcast, but I watched Ghost of Mars this week. Oh, yeah. Um, so I thought I'd watch a couple of John Carpenter fi- films, a couple of the, I say the more modern ones, but you know, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. I watched this. I watched Vampires as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and 
both I've got kind of fond memories of, uh, but I enjoyed Vampires this time around a lot more than I kind of thought I would. But in terms of Ghost of Mars, this cast is off the chain. Yeah. Natasha Henstridge, Ice Cube, Jason Statham, Pam Greer. Uh, it's just, it is utterly insane. Um, it doesn't quite feel like a Carpenter film, though, this one, for some reason. Something no. about it. I think it might be the soundtrack. The soundtrack's like, so I looked at the soundtrack. It's Amphrax, yeah. Buckethead. Um, it's just, it's kind of insane. Uh, but Pam Greer dies first and off screen, which I was fuming about. Um, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, very weird. It's a, just a very weird film. And Jason Statham, every interaction he has of anyone is basically... The way he talks to everyone is like he wants to fuck them and he wants to fuck them pretty much right now. And it's like, what's going on? Is he all right? He's got hair as well on this, Jason Statham. So this it's is yeah. Cheryl hair, in, it, right? hair in the sense that we've got hair, right? Like it's not full, it's not real hair. It's not full hair. It? It's yeah, Cheryl Lee in it. Cheryl Lee's in it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, it's vampires. Wait, she's wait. In vampires. vampires, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's in vampires. So vampires, um, the first two scenes have like stuck in my head because I saw it so many times when I was growing up. Um, and I think the first two scenes are better than the rest of the film. Um, Cheryl Lee is great. Um, James Woods and Daniel Baldwin, probably not so much. Yeah, I do kind of like, it's like this horror western, um, dust, storm, bloodstained. It's, it's fun and it feels more like a carpenter film and I do quite like it. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't um totally blown away this time but still yeah. i've got fun memories i remember the opening to vampires being pretty brutal right like it opens quite at a 10 i mean the world that they sort of build with this um sort of um these vampire hunters who are funded mm. by the vatican um oh yeah yeah, uh, and there's like a there's like an ancient conspiracy, and they've got all the all this gear. I mean, one good thing they've got they've got like a crossbow, which has got like a um, a, a wire attached to the winch of mm-hmm. a of a of a jeep, so that when James Woods fires the crossbow in someone, the uh, Daniel Baldwin immediately turns the winch on, and they get dragged out into the sunlight. That's cool. That and these vampires cool. these vampires are brutal, like the the main vampire dude is just putting his arm through people's uh, torsos left, right and center. It's just so, <laughs> it's just great. Um, it kind of establishes all the characters though and all their roles within the group and then just kills them all. Yeah, <laughs> like, I first, like that the first scene. Yeah. yeah, I like it as well. Cheryl Lee is outstanding. Like, she yeah, is she always is. The yeah. best. Yeah, yeah, she is great. Just her face as she's succumbing to the, to the bloodlust. I'm just I'm with her every step of the way. I'm just like there. Yeah. yeah Daniel yeah. Daniel Baldwin is just just an absolute douche in this film. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good though. It's a uh, it's good to a degree. It's it's enjoyable. It's watchable. But um, there's it's only the level of Carpenter's early earlier stuff, of course. But mm. yeah, it's fun. No, it's no, fun stuff. It doesn't. It's a completely new era. Um and. I need to watch that. And I do need to watch um, Carpenter's last film, which was The Ward, which I've definitely seen, but not for a long time. So I need to. I've seen it a bunch of times, actually. Um, Like, yeah. And then actually relatively recently, just before lockdown, uh, the Prince Charles cinema in London was showing it. So I went to watch it then again. And it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I know 
well i know the writers of that as well so i think i'm a little bit biased that's why i've watched it a couple of times just to uh uh yeah it's actually the same people that wrote um bizarrely that wrote the uh the croc movie um oh yeah i'm just looking at cruel cruel sam raim is involved in that yeah it all comes <laughs> yeah. full circle jed <laughs> everything everything <laughs> comes back to sam yeah <laughs> it sure does <laughs> that's cool that's cool so uh, a couple of degrees of separation and uh john carpenter yes you're gonna somehow. you're gonna be you're gonna be zoom calling john soon oh i'd, I could, I'd, I I'd love it. to but like, there was there was a, a like a masters of horror zoom call with all of those old school guys like uh carpenter um uh john landis mick garris uh dante and um Mick Garris, to his credit, because like uh, he's come on my podcast, I've been on his podcast, like he started mentioning Host and like they'd all seen it except for John Carpenter and John Carpenter's, oh, sh- should I watch Host? And they were like, yeah, you need to watch Host. And like I was, wa- I was watching it live and I was like, oh my God, this is insane. <laughs> That is insane. <laughs> it's just insane. That is insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's very cool. And like, yeah, those, those kind of old school like horror masters. Like so everyone else has seen what? it. So John La- John Landis has seen it. Yeah, I think I think everyone has seen it, but John Carpenter. Um, yeah, on, Dante John. had Dante had seen it. Yeah, Landis had seen it. Um, and the, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of other horror classic people. I forget who else was there, but um, yeah, it's very cool. That is very, very cool. cool. It's cool. Very very cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen anything, Luke, this week? Yeah, I saw a couple of things. Um, <laughs> for our film night in the Hawking Clue Facebook group, you watched the Monster Quad, Monster, Monster Squad, even. Monster Quad is something different. I watched that as well, <laughs> wasn't as good. Um, Monster Squad, which is a Black and Decker film. Shane Black and Fred Decker. Um, just a classic. You watched it quite recently, didn't you, Ben? Did you show it to Megan? Yeah, so my, my 10 year old daughter watched it with me and was. She checked out as soon as the Wolfman turned up. She was like, "No, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. watch this." Uh, and it is quite a terrifying transformation and a terrifying Wolfman. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great movie though. I love that movie. Yeah, because it is a great I've seen movie. Seen it in uh, Prince Charles Cinema um, not too long ago when they had the whole well, not the whole, yeah, they had most of the cast back um, for a Q and A. It was so cool, really, really good. I wish I was yeah. closer to the Prince Charles Cinema because. I really want to go. There's some real cool stuff there. Yeah, I can't wait till they come back. And also the Genesis Genesis Cinema in, in East London is brilliant. They do stuff like that as well. Um, yeah, just can't wait for cinema to be back. Yeah, we haven't got a date in the UK yet, have we? When cinemas are going to be back? Yeah, it's like May. It's like May fourteenth. Oh, okay, okay. I think so. Yeah, it's like exactly one month away or some something like that. I'm just waiting for the email from Odeon. They, they, they keep me in the loop with this kind of thing. <laughs> they go, Luke, we were yeah. going to tell everyone, but we thought we'd tell you first. Uh, we're yeah. back. Yeah. Do you have an Odin uh, card? Like a, I like do, a, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I've, got, I've got a Cine World card, a Genesis yeah. card, a Prince Charles one. Um, yeah. So I, I've, got, I've got Pokemon cards as much as the Gathering ones. No, uh, no, yeah. I, <laughs> so I can... It's only because like, I just want to be able to, to just go where I... And I've got, yeah, the yeah. Cine world card means and they're everywhere so i can just like just rock up to a cinema and watch anything um but but yeah i just can't wait i'm just so used to watching so many films like in the cinema and now i haven't watched film in cinema for a little what probably since halloween and that was host 
Um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, where was the house? Where was the house screening? So they they released it between the first and second lockdown. They released it in limited cinema. So it was Prince Charles Cinema, a few up north, uh, the BFI, some other places, and then lockdown happened again. And then when it reopened again, just before Halloween, it was released in one hundred over one hundred and fifty cinemas nationwide. Um, for Halloween and the day before and the day after. So, yeah, just everywhere, really. And then, um, yeah, the, but it's been around the world. It's been in cinemas around the world, like Japan and Russia and all, all those places. I saw well. all the different posters, like, from around the world as well. I mean, that that is so cool. That is super cool. Very cool, yeah. So how many how many times did you see it on the big screen? Me, we did, we did, we did uh, I think, four performances at Prince Charles Cinema. And I went, I think I did all of them and the Q&As and intros and stuff. We saw it at the Genesis Cinema. We saw it at the BFI three times. So I've probably seen it like eight or nine times in the cinema. What was, what was it like to have like an audience reacting to it? Uh, good. Really good. There as well. Yeah. <laughs> was... And it's, well, it's only it was always like me and like some of the some of the girls from host as well. So yeah, it was because it's so short, it's just a real quick experience. But um I I feel like it is more of the laughs laughs are played up in the cinema because when you hear one person laugh, you all laugh at the same time. So it's more of a group experience. I think it's less scary in the cinema, to be honest. It's more scary watching it at home by yourself. But you get the communal spirit of like the uncomfortable like silences and the, and people laughing it's it's just really cool um, and everyone when it ends like everyone's like has a laugh because they can kind of breathe <laughs> yeah yeah <sighs> oh, obviously i won't yeah. mention the moment but a particular moment what what was the most extreme reaction that you saw in cinemas to that i'm shoot screaming people leaping out their seats yeah oh. urinating and the in the Prince Charles Cinema, there was one guy who literally leapt out of his seat. I'm trying to think of the, <laughs> what point that was. I can't remember, but yeah, there was one point. Oh, it, I think it was just maybe when Teddy meets his demise, something happens there. Like he just leapt out of his seat. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's everyone has their, their own different favorite bit. And yeah, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, any anything else, uh, Luke? Or is that yeah? It? One last thing I watched that I really like would like to mention is the the Empty Man, which um, kind of yeah. I didn't know much about it at all, um, and then I saw Chris Stuckman on his YouTube channel was talking about how it deserves a cult following. Um, I think it, um, it it kind of got lost in the milieu of stuff when it first came out, so no one really watched it. And on the face of it, it feels like it's going to be a kind of Slender Man sort of uh creepy pasta type of film um but it's it, and it is that but it's also it, it but it's a lot weirder and it's got some super creepy moments um okay. and it was based on a comic book written by cullen burn who's kind of like the go-to horror comic book dude <laughs> at the minute um but yeah i really recommend it. it i was surprised by how much i got into it and this one scare it scared me more than I've seen a lot of stuff recently, but that scared me more than most. Okay. Uh, so I definitely recommend it. 
Yeah, I need to watch it. Like everyone talk, everyone's talking about it like a, an underrated yeah movie. So I definitely will. Yeah. Is it a recent release? Yeah, it came out this year. Um, I think so. Yeah. I don't actually even know when it came out. I mean, it's not on all the streaming platforms. It's like only on YouTube and you know paid for. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know when it came out. It just slipped out. No one noticed. Relatively recently, like last month, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think I saw the poster and maybe like just read a tagline. I was a bit like, well, I kind of know what I'm getting myself in for that. And then suddenly the reaction to it has been completely different. So I'm yeah. definitely gonna. It's definitely on the list. So I will be checking it out at some point. Cool. Very soon. You should. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. And then I watched a little film from. 1986 called From Beyond. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did, did you? Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, so From Beyond is a 1986 American science fiction body horror film directed by Stuart Gordon, loosely based on a short story of the same name by H.P. Lovecraft. Um, it stars Jeffrey Coombs, Barbara Crampton, Ken Forey. Uh, Ted Sorrell, I'll probably butcher butchering everyone's names today. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, a group of scientists have developed the Resonator, a machine which allows whoever is within range to see beyond normal perceptible reality. But when the experiment succeeds, they are immediately attacked by terrible life forms. These terrible life forms, and you call yourself life forms. Uh, <laughs> it's got six point seven IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes score is seventy six for the critics, seventy for the audience. Not Letterbox bad. is it? 3.6. Wow. Some choice reviews from Letterboxd. They've got um, Luke B. per Resonator. I hardly knew her. Five stars. Um, nice. T. <laughs> we put My Pineal Gland does this too. What's the big deal? One star. So he wasn't a fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Marf G. put That was repulsive. I love it. Five stars. Wiggum. Police Chief Wigan put, I'm keeping my third eye shut. Thank you very much and goodbye. Half a star. Yeah. Um, oh, and then his last one I saw was um, EB who put, um, if only there was an award for the most practical effects. One and a half stars. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does it mean? Yes, it's pretty divisive in, in some ways. One and a half stars for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think, it, I think it's become a real cult classic um in a way that and i think it's i think it's a lot to do with barbara crampton's renaissance to be quite honest like the last four or five years barbara crampton's just almost come out of nowhere and she's like the go-to person of a certain age if you want a person of a certain age in your film like basically above 40 you go to barbara crampton because she already has an inbuilt audience and with that comes just the the love for her back catalogue and, mm-hmm. and like from beyond is uh, and reanimator is like the, two of the films that people love the most from Barbara. Yeah. That, how, how um, many, go on, Ben. I was going to say, how many Stuart Gordon films has Barbara Crampton been in? Cause she's in castle freak as well. Isn't she? Uh, yeah. Um, a few yeah, castle freak, uh, reanimator. Um, but, 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 but I think she's I mean, been a few, yeah, well, she's she's been she's been in more H.P. Lovecraft films, um, yeah. based films than she has Stuart Gordon movies because she's 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 a producer now as well, so she's still looking at those types of stories, H.P. Lovecraft stories, and um, 
and and she's in the process of making some and yeah and throughout the year she's made a whole bunch of them that's awesome yeah uh, i mean there's like um when i think about this kind of movie like an 80s practical gore kind of oozy slightly dirty makes you feel a bit sort of tainted inside this is like exactly <laughs> the kind of film that you want that to be and it's like that kind of Stuart Gordon using the kind of magic that there's a certain flavour to that that I don't think we get anymore. It just works so well. Yeah. Brian Brian Isner, like, he's so underrated as well. Like, he did Society, and, like, that's a film you guys should discuss as well, yeah, because of course, yeah. just the gross-out effects from, from that movie is just brilliant. You just, you just don't see it coming. When With this, you do see the kind of... the the gross stuff coming kind of but like yeah with society it just comes out of nowhere and it's just utterly absurd um but but yeah like so what, what did you guys what did you guys think on about about this film well I, i've seen it before ben if you, is it your, your first time right this is my first time watching from beyond you do you feel clean do i feel clean <laughs> i mean i love the like the the bright pinks and the neon soap yeah. colors and everything like that um and the practical effects were great as well. And I was a big fan of, Re- well, I'm a big fan of Reanimator. So to see familiar faces as well was uh, was great. Yeah, and, I, and I, re- I did really enjoy it. I thought it was great. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... It's an interesting one. So who we got? Uh, we got um, Jeffrey Coombs, who uh, he is. Uh, he puts a lot of movement. <laughs> to put a, he he really hams it up, doesn't there. he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's he almost sometimes it like time, yeah. yeah. Sometimes like he's in a different film than every, everyone else. He's just in his own like biopic, and he's just <laughs> he's really hamming it up while like Barbara's just playing it because like Barbara comes from the soap world and you think she'd be the one to ham it up but she's re- been relatively straight while while Jeffrey's just just 
like playing this like kind of Frankenstein type scientist who's on the brink of like discovering he's, stuff. He's and, frantic yeah. from from with the word go. He is frantic. Yeah. His lips. There's so much acting going on in his lips, more so than I think yeah. anyone else on on screen. <laughs> <laughs> like he's eating something really hot and he's just done. like he's just taking a, a bite of a really yeah, hot sausage hot roll and he's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah commendable commendable uh, yeah and then we got Barbara Crampton as Dr. Catherine McMichaels um, and she goes through like a transformation of her own in this movie as well while a lot of people go through transformations of the of the physical sense and you know turning from human into quite unsightly beings, uh, Barbara Crampton goes through a completely different transformation. Uh, and who else have we got? Ted, is it Ted Sorrell? Is that what I'm saying? Is yeah. Glorious. I think it's amazing how slimy that guy looks before he turns into a cosmic <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's slimy before. How hairy this guy's shoulders. I, I noticed that. My mind but I was like, I can't say anything. <laughs> also, like, hairy shoulders. I'm hairy everywhere but the head, mate. <laughs> Like if you didn't think he was slimy before, like they just showed you his like the porn films he used to make, the homemade porn films he used to make as well, just just to hammer home that this guy's a real creep. Uh, but yeah, like it's really no no kink shame in here. I mean, <laughs> and he's got a kimono. If you're into hairy shoulders, like a and that's fine. kimono. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even got the belt the tied. Just, he's just it's hanging just... on by his his hair. As soon as he emerged in a kimono, I immediately didn't take him seriously as a scientist. I was like, did you notice notice that people weren't looking down when he was in his kimono? I don't think that thing was tied together. (laughs) Oh, God. They were like, flowing free there. Your perennial gland is just completely (laughs) on show for everybody. (laughs) That's not my perennial gland, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, there's Ken, Ken Foray as well. Um, and it is Bubba Brownlee. I don't know what his job is. He's like a... Well, he a tells you... Enforcer or something. He's a policeman, what isn't he? he when, 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 he first, when he first shakes hands with with uh, Jeffrey, um, Dr. Crawford, he um, shakes his hand and then gives him his entire life story. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> I, my, my, my name is um, Bob... Uh, Bubba Brownlee, friends call me Bubba. I used to be in the army. I was part of <laughs> this division. It went to Nam and did this and blah blah blah. And all the all the while, uh, Barbara Crampton standing next to him, going, "No, no, I'm the I, I'm the doctor. That's the patient." Um, but yeah, really weird writing. Like, yeah. So like, he's not meant to just give all the, the entire character's backstory in the first handshake. That's just lazy. <laughs> but um... <laughs> I'm ready to go. He almost seems like he should be. He's in a different film. Yeah, um, and I know we, obviously in terms of this film, it's quite a sexy film. This is, but not mm-hmm. just Barbara Crampton. I think we do have to me- mention Ken and his tiny yeah. little orange pants because <laughs> I didn't expect this. Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect, no, I expect it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming <laughs> with, with Bubba. With Bubba, that that guy, he he played, and I'm, I'm guessing this is why he was a policeman in this. But he was in Hill Street Blues, you know, the, the, the TV show Hill Street Blues, mm. as a character called Bubba. Um, so it was almost like they oh. took a, a hit TV show, took one of the characters from that and placed him as the same character <laughs> yeah. in oh, From Beyond. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I thought is quite, is like quite that, interesting. Yeah, yeah it's kind of low. like 
they did with George Clooney. They just kind of like took his character from Eon and stuck him in a like in the movies. Um, but sorry, go on. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> he makes some like cracking dumplings. Like he he cooks some like food and he makes like okay. a little. So we're stew. assuming he's just been hired to keep an eye on Crawford. Yeah. Uh, make sure he doesn't, you know, just run away. I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty insane. He's got a lovely jacket. He's got a lovely varsity jacket on at one point. Is it a varsity jacket or is it like a American football jersey? Yeah, I would call that like a varsity. Yeah. Well, sure. yeah. I just I just liked Detective Bubba Brownlee's whole aesthetic. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I think the Amer- the American uh, football shirt was orange. He had the tiny orange pants. I was like, he knows what he's doing. If like if you ever watch this film again, watch when he when he first sees the resonator, his his acting because he doesn't say anything in the scene for a while. It's all Crawford, but like the way he's acting, he's he's doing a lot of eye acting. He's just like looking at Barbara. And look at like it's really yeah. actually, like interesting like just and it, I feel like he must have come from the stage because like he was doing a lot of stage type acting I thought his eyes are really prominent though they're like the most prominent part yeah, of his face yeah. so yeah. he's knowing he knows exactly what he's doing he's he's playing to his strengths uh, it's impressive yeah yeah I mean the film like so it starts it it gets going very quickly um, I think. Pretorius is in his bedroom doing something in his kimono. Um, and then Crawford is he's tinkering away. Um, he's doing the hard work. I guess he's he's twiddling some knobs or something. He gets the resonator going. Just yeah. as an off just as a evening resonate session. I don't know what you'd call that. Um, so the resonator is like a machine. So what would you say the resonator was? Is a machine that allows you to well it, with a certain range. Forks. Yeah. It's load load of tuning forks. Um, yeah. But it allows whoever is within that range to see beyond normal perceptible reality, um, well, it, and also what like pineal glands. That's right, yeah. yeah. And whatever you see in that reality, those beings can then see you. Yeah. If you move, if you don't move, apparently they can't see you. But the problem is, if, if someone says "don't move," for some reason in this film, they they can't <laughs> stop moving. Yeah, <laughs> don't move. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, but everyone's body popping. I I do find that idea. Of um of there being things in like uh, a reality adjacent to ours, let's say, yeah, swimming around, and that I find that really creepy. There's a Joe Lansdale short story called Fish Story, which is a similar sort of idea. A guy kind of swims into um another dimension, I guess, and then the creatures in that dimension, these fish, can suddenly see him and eat him. But there's oh. something that really really creeps me out about that that concept. It's a really I mean, it's a great Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraftian idea, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, I love Joe Lansdale, by the way. I, I love Joe Lansdale stuff. Yeah, he's uh, he's a bit of an idol, I think. Uh, is, he, is he in your DMs at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, I, no, I, I know him. I know him pretty well because, like, um, like he's been on my podcast and, uh, um, of course, I'm, yeah, and talks. And Joe talks. Yeah, um, I'm. I am actually doing something with him, but I can't talk about it yet. But it's something cool. <laughs> uh, I'm excited about that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited about everything. He's got so many, so many amazing stories that that need adaptation, though. Um, yeah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, Crawford... that was ominous. <laughs> <laughs> can't Crawford... talk about it yet, but yeah. 
<laughs> Crawford turns on the resonator. His pineal gland goes crazy. He sees a worm. The worm bites him on the cheek, gives him a little kiss. He turns the resonator off. Uh, and then he goes down to Pretorius and says, dude, something happened. And then Pretorius <laughs> doesn't seem to believe him. And he's like bleeding on his cheek. Pretorius doesn't even care. Like he's bleeding, bleeding out. Yeah. Um, and then Pretorius goes to turn it back on, I think. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Then... and then we, <clears throat> and then there's like a neighbor oh, yeah. with a, with a dog called Bunny and the dog just runs into their house, which is uh, annoying. That would be annoying. Having to go into a stranger's house in the middle of the night. Terrifying. Yeah. And so obviously everything that's happening with the resonator now is off screen. And we see that there's like a kerfuffle. Windows are smashing. Bright lights are flashing. Yeah. I'm a bit confused. So, I mean, before it cuts away, Pretorius does that. Like it comes into his face and he says, it's coming. It does that thing. Uh, And then his head is missing in the next scene. It's the thing that takes uh, Crawford's head off later on, because that's... Is that not Pretoria? I get confused as to what the actual thing is. So it's... um, So Pretorius's conscience melds with a creature that was already already there, and like, it's like he's he's now one with with the creature. Um, Yeah, I mean... like all Lovecraft things, there is no real answer. It's just very vague and, yeah. and you just have to read between the lines. So you don't really know exactly what's going on or what these things really are. And, uh, yeah. Just got, yeah. When when he when we see his body with the head off, that the dog's sniffing around, it looks like uh, when you pull the head off an action man or a Barbie doll, which is <laughs> like a little tiny little... Just, yeah. <laughs> just a little. Just looks like, like his head's been squished. Rather than actually taken off, his head's just been squished into a tiny little... Tiny little ball, size of a tennis ball. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunate um, way to go, obviously. And then Crawford uh, is taken to a psychiatric place where uh, there's, a, there's a few people who just call him crazy, but then um, Catherine McMichael's... I don't know if she believes him. No, Maybe she does believe him. She wants to go and see what, what he's talking about anyway. Yeah. She seems to be in, like interested in the whole pineal gland stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, so, I don't have fluoride yeah. in my toothpaste. I don't drink that water. <laughs> she's, she knows. <laughs> so we're, we're meant to think that a few psychiatrists have been talking to Crawford and they've kind of not been able to get through to him or they've not been able to help. Yeah. Um. So he kind of dismisses her at some point, said you're just another psychiatrist as well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and then yeah. they I mean, decide to give him a CT scan, don't they? And they see that his pineal gland is, is like ah, grown. Course, yeah. yeah. And the then I pineal think pineal gland is ever so aroused right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Engorged. And then I think he gets like let out under her supervision, basically. Yeah. Yeah. With Bubba um, as well. I mean, they go to the house that's in the I mean, where is the house? Where is the neighbour? There's there's no neighbours next to the house, is there? It's like uh, it's a fully detached it's fully detached, but I mean, yeah. there's, there's like a street across the way, isn't there? Because there's a couple of occasions where neighbours are sort of gathering outside. Yeah. Um, nosy. Um, so, yeah, obviously Crawford's in a bad way. He's, is, I mean, he's completely against ever switching on the resonator again at this point, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, 
stay away from it. I'm surprised he doesn't just go in there and just smash it into pieces because I know he he smashed one of the f- tuning forks off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so he's why just does... though, isn't he? So he 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 realizes his discovery is is important to science. So it's hard to even though you know it's kind of potentially evil, it's hard to smash up your own yeah, life's yeah. work. Also, he spent ages working on it. <laughs> I don't want to smash this. <laughs> this has been hours. Yeah, but it's evil. It's just really people are dying because of it. Oh, yeah, it took me the ages. A couple of, <laughs> couple of weeks. A couple of weeks yeah. of my life. Uh, so, did it, what is the reason they reactivate it at this particular moment? Is it just for him to show? It's just to Michael's? prove, I think, that he's not mental. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and he does. And Pretorius turns up um, pretty much That's just in human. Big. In human yeah. mode at this point, but maybe with a bit of KY jelly on him. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit monst- monstrous, um, and he's just explaining to them like, "Oh, there's the wonders of this machine, like the stuff you can see." Very um, Hellraiser-y. Hellraiser-y, yeah, of yeah. like there's something else out there, there's worlds you can see, and all that jazz. <laughs> there's jazz out there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, jazz. I see. Wouldn't believe like the sounds I've heard. Well. <laughs> yeah that's a cool i think it's a really cool visual though he's in the shadows uh he kind of walks to yeah. and he's got a great voice i've got to say that that guy has got a cracking voice he does yeah. um but he's a very slopey shoulder a <laughs> very squidgy shoulder i think no uh kimono either. no kimono <laughs> very squidgy oh yeah because he says to crawford come and touch me to because he doesn't believe he's real if anyone ever right. says that who's just appeared and they're supposed to be dead yeah appeared and their voice is like got a load of reverb on it for some reason. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. But touch him. And uh, he look, he's made of plasticine, like a Wallace and Gromit character. And he just, <laughs> yeah. just kind of like, yeah, it's not pleasant, is it? Um, <laughs> and what they do, um, Crawford pretty much panics straight away um, and just turns off the machine and just says, I mean, it's quite handy uh, in terms of the horrors of things when you could just switch it off and make it go away. That's quite yeah. Nice. Did he get attacked at that point when he first turned it on? Um, no, I don't think. I don't think so. I think just uh, Barbara Crampton just realizes this is all messed up. So <laughs> oh well, of it course, his, his face just completely starts melting away, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's why they turn it off because they just go, "This isn't. Oh yeah, this isn't yeah, pleasant yeah. at all." So there's a few a few stages of this makeup effect which are really good. Um, just when he's gone full green and leaky is probably the. The most um, striking visual there. Uh, I mean, just as, just as, want to say, this film has some of the best practical effects. Like just some of the most fun practical effects that you'll, you'll yeah. see. Um, yeah, I don't know if the. I mean, that comment about being the most practical effects. It's not completely <laughs> off base. There is a lot going on in this film, but it. But There's it's, a lot of practical fun. effects where I just go, "How?" Which I think yeah. is great. Yeah. That's the, that's well, the best thing later on. Uh, Pretorius's face is like talking, and I don't know how to do it because his neck is really long. So yeah. how have they put his head? I don't know if just that. out of shot, his neck is there. I don't know. I, I don't know. Baffled. But, but Brian Yuzna, like he who produced this, he is very. Um, he comes from the world of special effects, and that's how we got to direct and produce movies because, like, his his practical effects are just so good. Um, I wish he, I, I wish he, he did more movies actually, but he didn't direct too many things. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, his his um, his work's incredible. Yeah, it's really really fun to see, fun and gooey, sticky, um, <clears throat> melty. Um, so they turn the machine off, um, and then I think that's when they have some dumplings. Mm. Yeah, no, they have lovely, they have a right. lovely bit of dinner, and they just sort of get have a bit of a debate around the dinner table as well. Um, and we can already see that um, Catherine is starting to be drawn to it um, for whatever reason. Whether it's sort of like based on what uh, Pretorius said, the fact that everything he's seen and the, that she's kind of just curious about it like that. Yeah, yeah. And she, she thinks that like the machine can help um, kind of help psychiatric patients. That's kind of her yeah, main... Right. Her main thing, because she's she's all about the pineal gland and how that can affect people's sanity. So yeah, she wants to kind of use the machine to experiment with that side of things. Because mm-hmm. wasn't it a, a member of her family? Was it her dad that had been diagnosed and um, sort and of a bad bad pineal gland? Yeah, yeah, she had a really achy <laughs> pineal gland. Yeah, re- uh, yeah, it really hurt. Uh, <laughs> didn't know what it to do. when it rained it's like, oh <laughs> um <laughs> you know, apparently he turned into a vegetable and she couldn't help him um, yeah she wants to find can't help people like that <laughs> yeah just completely turned into a vegetable yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um pineal does sound like a type of pesto though doesn't it like <laughs> we could have really craving a bit of pe- pineal right now <laughs> yeah um, um so, oh, oh yeah, so they're all, they're all sleeping. It's the next morning or something, and Catherine sneaks into the attic to turn it back on. Um, is I get confused. They turn it on a lot. To say it's a really bad news, they do turn it on a fair few times. What happens on this one? So um, Pretorius comes back again. Of course, um, I, I don't. I don't think anyone was surprised by that. Um, yeah, and he's just even more like messed up. Um, yeah. and that, that becomes so, a theme. <laughs> so the scene, the scene we're yeah. gonna see is him sort of facing away at this moment, isn't it? When he kind of turns back around and he's uh-huh. uh, he's kind of turning into a dumpling at this stage. They've eaten dumplings. <laughs> he's turning into a big fleshy yeah, flesh um, motif. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he gets strangly long fingers, right? I think his yes. fingers extend, and then they go down somewhere. Yeah, they, <laughs> they they get really stretchy and um and yeah and like this is and then Crawford kind of is there also and Pretorius just tries to kill him and 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 Catherine um because I think I don't know when the change happened but it went from him being a creature just appreciated like seeing other worlds to him being a Pretorius being a creature that wants to eat human brains it like it was <laughs> it was quite a quick transition from like being like a cenobite into like being a cannibal basically yeah. Um, yeah so yeah so he wants to just like basically eat barbara crampton <laughs> yeah um and he's got his his pineal glands now wiggling around i think yeah at this point <laughs> yeah poking he's out oh and uh, there's a but... giant worm in the basement yeah <laughs> just which is great <laughs> Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, so this is that moment. Crawford runs out, and he's going to go down into the basement and disconnect the power so that the yeah. the uh, the resonator switches off. 
And that's when Bubba obviously hears a bit of a commotion and thinks he's trying to escape. So he leaps out of his bedroom <laughs> and just completely spears uh, Crawford <laughs> down the stairs. Uh, this this was where it was, I mean it was going full crazy, and I yeah. loved it. Was the fact that we've got like a giant worm in the basement. The basement was full of water. Yeah. Um, and there's bright lights and just uh, electrical sparks everywhere. And what does Bubba do? Does Bubba start shooting the worm at this point as well? Mm, does he he tried to shoot Pretorius at some point I think he used all his bullets on that I think oh. he just attacks um, maybe there's an axe involved at this point I'm not too sure there um, is an axe yeah, yeah. there's a wrestling a- match of it yeah oh um, and then and then it, it swallows um, Crawford yeah <laughs> so pretty much at the same time the worm is swallowing Crawford and um, Pretorius is doing something to Catherine upstairs yeah. So they're both being sort of like affected um, by by the creatures from the other um, reality dimension type thing. Yeah, dimension. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, um, but they do manage to switch it, it off. Bad, don't they? Yeah, um, it just keeps we... going. That machine keeps going on and off, on and off, on and off. Like you would just think they would just smash it, right? They they, they <laughs> had they've had plenty of opportunity to just like smash it, but like. They it's weird how easy how yeah i mean you could do it you could break they they broke a tuning fork yeah. they broke the power cables and it still worked i mean it's durable they've made something that's very durable it's but it true, also yeah it also ripped his hair off yeah so. oh yeah he's immediately <laughs> bold oh dude i mean it doesn't always happen that fast but you know it does happen unfortunately yeah uh, like, uh, you've seen powder it's like yeah. a guy who and control electricity or something. It looks a bit like powder. Yeah. Um, he looks like you can tell he's got a bowl cap on because his head <laughs> is just such a strange. It's almost it's such a strange. I mean, I know that kind of plays into what's happening. Is he's got a big um, engorged head with the pineal gland coming out, but it just looks like a guy with a bowl cap on, and they haven't quite slicked his hair back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, is this the point that Bubba dies? Like Bubba gets killed, he gets eaten. Yeah, it comes on again. Oh, because the power cables somehow come and reattach themselves. Yeah. Well, uh, Bubba initially said he's dead, they're all going to leave, doesn't he? So I think Crawford's Crawford's bold and unwell. Um, <laughs> Bubba's like, come on, we got to get out of here. And this is when like Barbara Crampton's uh, Catherine has sort of like a bit of a sexual awakening. I wasn't sure what you kind of thought of this, whether it was like because she'd seen the videos of Pretorius mm-hmm. um, before, so that had kind of like implanted something in her brain. Yeah. And then when she'd experienced, when she'd come face to face with him and the resonator, it kind of it brought his sort of sexual into I, I i wasn't sure what you made of it i was a bit like i don't know where it's come from or where it's supposed to be it, it comes from nowhere to be i think it's just because it's the 80s and they just wanted to have <laughs> someone being sexy in, in a kind gets, of a, yeah. we need someone to be sexy then jeffrey's i'm here <laughs> <laughs> well my top liver like i'm i'm here in a bald cap and um but... I'll take my top off. No, it's okay, Jeff. No, it's okay. I'll take it off. <laughs> so, so she puts on like some sort of like kinky leather gear. She gets kink shamed a couple of times. I think Ken, Ken, um, sorry, Bubba, mm-hmm. sort of turns her around and looks and sort of looks. At, they look in the mirror and he says, "Like, is this what you want? Is this who you are?" And she yeah, gets kink yeah. shamed by like the nurse <laughs> later on as well. They just go like, "Look at the state of her. What's <laughs> she wearing?" Yeah, uh, but yeah, those images of her in, in that get up like. like they're 
they always iconic. put on Twitter and stuff. They are quite iconic. Um, in the yeah. letterbox thing, like the, the banner thing at the top, you think it could be the monsters, could be some of the gooey special effects. No, it's Barbara Crampton. <laughs> Is that true? I, honestly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, talk amongst yourself while I, while I check that. Out. <laughs> how does how does Barbara Campton feel about that? Though does she is she kind of proud of that? Yeah, I, I mean, think I would so. be. I'm sure she would be. Oh yeah, it is that. Yeah, it's just her in a leather get up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think she's yeah. I think she's fine with it. Like, it's yeah. um, I think she's come to terms with the fact that she is known for those type of films and I, I i obviously i speak to barbara every every week but like we zoom quite a lot as well actually me, me and barbara and um she's she's just got ahead she's just she's just very switched on very mm. very very switched on and she's always trying to help other people she's always trying to help other actors um who are of a similar um kind of era as her that she wants them to kind of like do more stuff as well so she's always trying to create projects to give other actors work as well she's she's such an incredible person like really really and she's always trying to give new filmmakers a chance and like she's willing to work if if a new person's coming along and has made something or wants to make something cool she's willing to help out star in it um yeah she doesn't she doesn't that do awesome. else. she's just really cool she seems very involved with fans as well yeah very On much social so. media yeah they yeah. Everyone loves Barbara. She's just so cool. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but this so is when then... Bubba gets eaten by flies. I don't yeah. understand what happens because so the flies come out of on. the... The resonator yeah. switches itself on, doesn't it? It goes, it attaches it. All the all the uh, sort of wires and stuff plug back in. Um, happens to me it's become sentient. <laughs> yeah. Look at the, the, I, I do love this film, but like the 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 deaths are just interesting because I always think the deaths have to should mean something but like it I don't think he's uh, I don't think his death actually it was almost like pointless like that him dying like I feel like he should have been one of the ones to survive till the end almost uh, it was almost just to do the really cool effect <laughs> yeah do the gag of yeah. his death. Um, because obviously there aren't many characters in this movie, and obviously there's only three of them in the house, so yeah, it seemed like he just drew the short straw and uh, so the gen resonates around the flies come out. Oh, the bees, I couldn't tell. I think I don't think they were even, I think they were like rice, they were just like, (laughs) it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's shining the torch on them, um, and I think that's getting them off, but then the torch goes back onto him, he drops it, it points right at him. And for some reason, the flies are suddenly like, "Let's get it. attracted yeah, to it." Why does it move, move out the way of the beam of the beam of the light? He's like, "Oh, it's got me now. That's it. That's it. All right, hands up and off." It is strange. And, and they just, they just yeah. eat, eat him completely. It's uh... yeah, and then he's just the head through a hole in the floor, and there's some random bones. <laughs> so he he looks good. like good. Um, he looks shocked. like the carcass of a chicken, like on a sun after a Sunday roast, <laughs> uh, which yeah. nobody wants to go and have to deal with. You know, throw it away. Whatever you have to do with it, just yeah. there on the kitchen on the kitchen side. He looks like that, and uh, it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate way for him to go. And a lovely American football jersey ruined. Yeah, yeah. I would have worn that. <laughs> I, I think. Uh, 
so this is Pretorius has kind of mutated even more now. Now he's got the long neck. I think maybe he's got wings at this point. Maybe that's a bit later. I'm not too sure. But mm. this is when um, Crawford goes through his awakening, um, and his pineal gland pops out to say hello. <laughs> um, and yeah. they... but he still has a bit of control over himself. And yeah, the pineal gland. I tell you what, it really grossed me out. Actually, you know, like in a, maybe the next scene. The, uh, Dr. Block is trying to grab it with the tweezers and it's like yeah. bobbing, bobbing in and out. I thought it's that's like, it, really it's freaky. Like playing, it's like playing with it. It comes out yeah. like, all right. And then she goes to grab yeah. it and it goes, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Catherine manages to like yeah. short circuit the machine by spraying it like with a fire extinguisher, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. And that's how yeah. like it eventually essentially gets switched off for the for that final yeah. time. Yeah. Well, not the final time, but you know what I mean? Final time in this scene. <clears throat> And that's when they all go to the hospital. That's when the nurse is trying to get the pineal gland. What's she going to do with it? Does she yank it out? Well, it shouldn't be... be in. Well, put it back in, <laughs> It shouldn't be in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I think you just go, I'm going to leave it. Because... I put plaster on the top. Yeah. Just like a... <laughs> yeah. a couple of bits of tape. stitches, surely. I do like all the stuff because, like, obviously, like it's, it's almost turned the tables on her because, like... She... She was the one who was like the psych psychiatric doctor, and mm. now she's the patient, which I think is, is kind of cool. Um, yeah, so it's, it's how nice. Would explain, for her. How would you explain your get up though? Like, you just turned up and you just get all right, yeah, I am in the <laughs> kinky leather gear, but I've got a little house coat over the top, so yeah, right. don't, don't you worry about it. Dead yeah. bodies everywhere, and like, there really was monsters, I promise. And yeah, like, it's, I it's, mean, look at the guy's head. I'm not lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the only... for that. You saw him last, like yesterday. <laughs> he had hair. He have a pineal gland popping out of his gland coming out of an <laughs> anus in his forehead. That is true. Yeah. Um, this, the film has kind of got a weird flavour with the film. Um, I mean, we're kind of building up through to the third act now, um, and it, t- it takes a weird turn. With there's like another like sub story with uh, Jeffrey uh, Crawford. He he likes to eat brains through eyeballs, but only when his pineal gland is sticking out. Mm. Um, so he sort of goes around the hospital. He does it probably the the nurse who's trying to help him is she catches him eating brains. And he goes, I don't know what I've done. This is disgusting. And then he goes to her and then he uh knees her really hard in the stomach and her eyeball pops out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he spits it to the floor like um like a peanut shell or something. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then sucks the brain yeah, out, I imagine. the brain straight out of her, of her head. Yeah, so yeah. it's pretty disgusting. Pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. uh, Catherine, Catherine manages to escape um, because she's like t- she's tied down. And while this is all kicking off, the doctor who's about to, I don't know, just give her like electric shock treatment or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. He gets distracted and she manages to s- smash him in the head and, and escape uh, in a van. Uh, but Crawford goes after it, and he sort of sees her, sees her escaping, um, and he follows after her. I, I guess on foot. I don't know if he gets the bus. Uh, well, she she bites she bites off Crawford's pineal gland, right? She she's like, and like, so he can't. His powers are kind of waning a little bit. When does she? Yeah. When does it, it? So it bite it bites. She bites it off when he gets to the house, though, right? Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The res, yeah, so the resonator's back on. Um, and he's, I guess, he's trying to eat her brain now, isn't he? She bites yeah. the pineal gland, uh, which I quite it's, liked. It kind of looks like some, 
But it's good writing, yeah. like because like obviously he's after her brain. She kind of like eats eats something from his head instead. So it's, it's quite clever in, in some ways. When she bites the pineal gland, it looks like uh, she's eating a pepperami. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all very pepperami-esque, yeah. <laughs> Which, if anything, just made me crave a pepperami. That's the only <laughs> thing. That's the only thing that did. That part did for me. And uh, this entire film, up until this point, it's like it's really. I think it's really well shot. Like the lighting is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the kind. It kind of looks like the more recent movies, like. Um, the uh, color out of space with or like Mandy, it has that like, pinks and these purples. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Stuart Gordon kind of he pioneered a lot of that eighties aesthetics. I wonder if that um, because when we think of H.P. Lovecraft's color now, I kind of feel like we do go to that purpley pinky kind of color. I wonder if it comes from definitely from came from this. this. Yeah, this yeah. a little bit of um, Reanimator as well. Yeah, yeah. How similar is this? Is this film like beat for beat similar to? Well, obviously set in a completely different era, the Lovecraft story. But I was just wondering how similar it was. Well, to... I yeah, I, I listened to not so long ago actually. I listened to a, a reading of the Lovecraft story. It, it's very similar. It is it is mm. very similar, but obviously this has just done it for gore. There's there's a lot more gore gore in this, and a lot more sexy times. Um, but like it's roughly it's roughly the same story, yeah. Um, Torius and Crawford <laughs> and their relationship, and, uh, yeah. and it feels it, it does feel very uh, Lovecraftian. Yeah. Um, so it's the big showdown now. Um, mm-hmm. He turns into a flying monster, chases Crawford down the stairs. Oh, and then and then and twists his head off like like taffy. Yeah. Sort of spins it off. <laughs> um, uh, and so then, he's, he's eats his brain as well, right? Well, I so think he pretty... just eats whatever head and all. Um, <laughs> eat whatever's left, but, it, all brain. I think, yeah, yeah I think the idea is that he's kind of absorbed him, right? Um, yeah. So now Catherine's sort of defenseless, uh, and then <laughs> I think he's about to eat Catherine or, or do something to Catherine. And then uh, Crawford climbs out with hair. I've completely. So that's how you get hair, hair back. Yeah, hair. <laughs> He's reverted back to his original. Yeah. Get absorbed by an interdimensional being, and then eventually your hair follicles. That's will what they re-grow. do in the Belgravia Centre in London, I think. <laughs> yeah. They don't let you know what they don't let you know what happens through the door. That's <laughs> yeah. what happens. Yeah, you pass out, and then do the whole ritual. Get the resonator going. <laughs> it feeds you a couple of pepper armies, you're ready to go. Uh, also, yeah. randomly, Catherine, what's with the bomb? Oh, yeah. Where, where did the Would bomb you, come from? Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. She just had it in her handbag. It's just a hobby she's got on the side. <laughs> yeah. <Bombing and> stuff. <laughs> but it's a good way to end a move if you can't think of an ending, just blow, blow stuff up. So yeah, she's like, yeah. okay. And a countdown to... during the yeah. final showdown is always. It's always, it's good, always yeah. good. Yeah. So there's a really great moment because when so uh, Pretorius and Crawford are kind of having a, a a battle on a plane of existence and flesh that we, we humans don't quite understand. Yeah. And it, but there's like a little skull that pops out of the mush and it screams and it's got uh, Crawford's voice and it yeah. looks so so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're kind of like attacking and they're snapping at each other. Oh, a tentacle. 
grabs Catherine's foot, uh, yeah. and then the the other puppet is like biting the tentacle to get off. Catherine jumps out um, <laughs> of the window. Just the window, yeah, yeah, that just before it that. explodes and blows it blows up. And then <laughs> her like bones sticking out of her leg and everything. Um, and it's not really a true love craft story if it doesn't end with someone reduced to like a blithering um, boob of a person. <laughs> there is yeah. just a moment there where she looks looks something, mad laughter, tears. Yeah. What did she say? Did she say it, it ate him? We missed a good line earlier. Uh, Jeffrey Coombs says it ate his head. Like a gingerbread man. Oh yes. yeah, <laughs> delicious. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, and then that—that's it, really. That's how so, it ends. Yeah. So I've got what we like to call the name game, Jed. I'm going to okay. read out uh, uh, a, a synopsis for a film that is very similar to From Beyond, and you oh. have to tell me what the name of the film is, and the name will rhyme with From Beyond. That's quite important. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, it's not it's not that wow you'll see you'll see uh, okay so uh, number one so there's some film i watched it's about a group of scientists that have developed a resonator um it enables them to see a dimension beyond uh, no perceptible reality but when the experiment succeeds they are immediately attacked by large white birds do you know what that one's called hold on large white birds yeah the queen oh, oh i got it swan beyond swan beyond <laughs> Right, I, do this every, I, do, I do this every week and I never ever get good at it. What is wrong in, with my brain? So, What's wrong with my brain? Didn't miss a beat. You need to work on your pineal gland, mate. Do some reps. Um, <laughs> so, this is one I watched. It's about a group of scientists. They turn on a resonator and it allows them to travel inside their computer and play sports games in neon lights with Jeff Bridges. Tron Beyond. Tron Beyond. Tron Beyond. Well done. <laughs> Our pineal glands were <laughs> intertwined. <laughs> intertwined there. Like that. <laughs> um, so what I watched was about uh, a resonator machine. They turn it on, um, and they're immediately attacked by Rupert Grint, who's fully in character from the Harry Potter films. Run beyond. Run beyond. <laughs> right now, again, into we're going up a level to get more difficult. Group scientists turn on a resonator, um, and when they turn on their eight, they see a Chinese takeaway delivery driver who gives them little crispy parcels with meat fillings. One ton yond. Wow, crispy one ton beyond. Uh, <laughs> that was impossible. Last one. That was impossible. Right? <laughs> it's quite possible compared to some of the other ones. I mean, it's it looks crafty, and you could say that question. Okay, that's true. Okay, <laughs> so uh, this last one, a group of scientists, they turn on a resonator. Uh, it enables them to see a reality beyond, and they're immediately attacked, not by Robin Hood, but by one of his merry men. Little John Beyond. Little John Beyond. Well done, <laughs> Jet. I've got to say, you are really yeah. good at this. Yeah, that's my, at home. Oh. that's my kind of humour. That is exactly my kind of humour, <laughs> funnily enough. Little, yeah. John. <laughs> Little John Beyond. I'd like to see that film, actually. Yeah. Um, so we like to end uh, the episode. But I've just got to say, you did exceptionally well. No, we get a lot of people on this show. A lot of people do not click onto what we're doing until at least question four or five. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm straight in there, yeah. And then, there that's, that's my sense of humour. Stu- there, there are moments usually when... Luke, to be fair, Luke, you were pretty on the ball this week. They're all very good. Thank Occasionally, 
occasionally I struggle and there's like this awkward silence where me and the guest uh, are usually very trying to just process it. I can always hear the cogs turning. But yeah, that, they're all very good. So well done, both of you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So we need to, we like to end the episode just rating uh, the film. We normally give it between an A, uh, A to F kind of grading. Um, would there be something you'd be leaning towards, you think, Chad? Me, um, I would say, I would say this is a B minus, but because Barbara's in it, I want to go B plus. It's not, it's not, it's not Reanimator. Um, it's not the best Barbara Cranston movie, but I, I like it very much. So I would say B plus. Cool. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I was going to go for B plus as well. Uh, definitely prefer Reanimator, but as a Stuart Gordon, H.P. Lovecraft, another combination of those um, is very, very good. And Barbara Crampton is great in it. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree on all fronts that I put a, a B down. What I would say um, is if you haven't seen it and you like Hellraiser, Reanimator, any of those kind of 80s films, this should be on on your kind of to watch list. It, it's kind of necessary um, because it does have all that lovely gore and goopiness and, and dirtiness that I think is really appreciated by uh by me people like that um so yeah b and we have come to the end of the episode yeah <clears throat> is there anything anything you want to say anywhere you want to send people um you can find me on twitter at jed shepherd j-e-d-s-h-e-p-h-e-r-d uh, my podcast is called jed talks check it out j-e-d talks where i interview mostly people from horror movies and stuff um, I'm on Clubhouse. Uh, just type in horror, and then you'll find my Clubhouse. And uh, uh, you can contribute to the Kickstarter for Ghosts. Um, it's go to Kickstarter, just type in Ghosts, and you'll find it. There's all types of things you can you can buy the game, you can buy various different things. The collector's editions like awesome, got tons of cool stuff in there. But on my Twitter, you'll see my announcement video where I announced the game like five days ago. Which is really cool. Um, watch That's host. a cool video as well. It's worth, yeah. it's worth watching the announcement video. It's really yeah, good. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I thought I'm gonna, if I'm going to announce this, I want to like make a bit of an effort. So I've got the girls from host to like say something, and then the little like scare at the end, little stunt at the end. Uh, that I, must, I must also yeah. say I really do like the ghost logo as well. It oh, is cool. good. It's nice. really good because you know when you think I'm going to do a logo of a ghost, you kind of go in one direction or another. But yeah. it's really good. It's really good and simple. Cool. And that's Thanks. Great. Yeah, and that's on the, like their uniforms they wear and uh, as well. Um, but All yeah, red and black and white as well. That's, uh, yeah, love that stuff. Exactly. That's that's my thing going forward. All my stuff's going to be that color scheme, so you know it's from me straight away. Um, but yeah, we'll put, that, we'll that's put it, all really. these links. We'll put all these links in the show notes as well. So uh, it'll cool. be easy for everyone to just link directly to all this stuff. You were just about to say watch host as well. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely watch Host. Um, yeah. you, um, most people already have, but if you haven't, it's on Shudder. You can you can buy it on Amazon and iTunes and stuff. And and yeah, John Carpenter, if you're listening, please watch Host <laughs> if you haven't already. For I bet he's watched it now. I bet he's watched it. But uh, yeah, and then we've got um, our first Blumhouse movie, which we've already shot. That'll come out some point this year. Um, and yeah, oh, let's see if, if uh, we can do we can do it again. Pull the same trick twice. Cool. <laughs> looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Oh yeah, amazing. Cool. 
Um, if you enjoyed this episode, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovach Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing. Um, and thanks to my co-host Ben for being a right horror dude. And thanks once again to the amazing Jed Shepard. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you very it. much, Jed. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, yeah. fun. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.